into a brief message this morning. I wanted to let you know that my wife said I need to wear a hoodie today because we just uh, designed a new hoodie that says, love God, love people, and live with purpose. That's our mission. That's our vision. So, that, you know, we, we thank God for it. And uh, that's the logo. And did anybody notice that the logo was off of the building when you uh, drove up? Did you know all the ladies said yes? The guy's saying, what, what sign? <laughs> so um, next time you come, even Wednesday, by the way, I'll be ministering Wednesday on some things I have on my heart. And, uh, but thank God for financial peace. It, did what, it, it just did wonderful things in people's lives. All right, so we're going to talk about where is your head today, and we've been talking about this for some time, but we've gone off on many different angles that are really helping us, really benefiting us, and today I think this is one, one of the most critical messages you could ever hear, and we're talking about 2 Samuel chapter 18 where Absalom led a rebellion against his father. And, uh, you know, Joseph and Hannah help us in the ministry. And I just can't imagine how um, a son would uh, influence his father's uh, people and, and rebel. And actually, David had to go to war against his son. I mean, I'm just briefly touching things today. But can you imagine that? Oh, my goodness. That, that is probably the worst betrayal, maybe, beside your spouse that you could ever have. In 2 Samuel 18 says, So the people or the troops went out to the field of battle against Israel, and the battle was in the woods of Ephraim. And the people of Israel were overthrown there before the servants of God, and a great number were slaughtered. About 20,000 people were killed that day. Can I just make a leadership point? You better know who you're, you're, you're following because they might be following in a wrong direction. And it co could cause a lot of casualties, including yourself. Don't be judged in a wrong direction someone else is taking. Don't get involved in people pulling off side groups. I don't agree with what his pastor said. Or, or you know, if, if I were pastor, that's what his son did. If, if I were king and... He took the people's heart, and what a terrible thing, but with rebellion comes terrible results. One of the greatest things I could ever say to you is one of the greatest things I've learned over my life is keep a teachable spirit. You should be easy to be influenced with things that are of the Word of God and Holy Spirit and the Word and the Spirit always agree, and good leadership going in the right direction with good godly character and, and etiquette and all those different things. But I'm hard to follow someone going in their direction no matter who they are. I said no matter who they are. I've had to walk for, from some people in my life, walk away from them in my lives because I, I just, I, do, I, I prayed for them because I, I didn't want to be in that judgment. I mean, there's some colleagues right now that went through the same training, Bible school, and, and, and they, they were on wrong paths, and, and they acted like they weren't. They're no longer in the ministry. They're divorced. 
and, and they're living wild lives right now. Well, let's try to get something positive in here today. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying that um, you could be a leader of yourself, and that's the first person you're ever going to learn to lead and, prob- and, and, and probably the hardest person to lead for the rest of your life. Ooh, say amen. All right, amen. I said it. All right. So anyway, the battle w- was scattered throughout the countryside, and the woods devoured more people that day than the sword devoured. And Absalom was riding in the, uh, on his uh, mule when he happened to meet David's soldiers. When the mule went under the tangled branches of a large oak tree, Absalom head, Absalom's head was caught fast in the tree. The mule took off, <laughs> left him suspended in midair, and Joab, one of uh, David's leaders, took three spears in his hand, thrust it into Absalom's heart while he was still alive in the oak tree. You know, rebellion has to be judged. Because where you allow rebellion, that can just really um, be like leaven and spread throughout, uh, you know, organization, a family. There ought not be strife in your family. There ought not be strife on the workplace. You might say, but I can't control it. Well, you can be a peacemaker and you could just be someone who doesn't yield to that and be an example. All right. So as long as as the woods uh, had, uh, and the trees and all that kind of stuff had, had Absalom's head, the devil came in to strike his heart. He lost his life over going in the wrong direction, over hearing wrong words come to himself. He had to be tempted in a particular way to come against his dad. So this leads me into the rest of our service today. And we've got to talk about as long as the world or the woods has your head, the devil's coming in close to strike your heart. We need to know that when we are born into this fallen world, we need to know that our flesh is born in sin, shapen and iniquity. God puts our spirit within us because our body is our earth suit, and we'll see in just a little while that you are a spirit because God is a spirit. He made you in his likeness and his image. You have a soul. That means your mind, your will, your emotions, your personality, and you have an earth suit called your body. Tell that person next to you, your earth suit, your house looks pretty good today. (laughs) Well, that wasn't good enough. Say, you look marvelous today. All right, all right. You were born in a fallen world with parents of fallen flesh, so we inherited that flesh that must be dealt with for the rest of our life. Your spirit is innocent. Listen, Psalm 100 makes it clear. He said, God made you, you didn't. God made you. A body without the spirit is dead, just like faith without works is dead. So we need to know that when we are born into this fallen world, our innocent spirit was housed in a physical 
born, uh, our physical body, born in sin, shape and iniquity. I'll, I'll share that scripture in just a minute. But you need to know who you are. There's an outward man talking about your flesh. Then there's an inward man talking about your spirit, the hidden man of the heart. First Thessalonians 5.23 says, Now may God of peace himself sanctify you through and through. That is, may he separate you from profane and vulgar things, make you pure and whole and undamaged, consecrated to him, set apart for his purpose, and may, here's, here's, here's the makeup of a person, and may your spirit and your soul and your body be complete, be found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now that cannot happen if you don't have a change of nature. So, uh, again, John 4, 24, I quoted some of this, but God is a spirit. He is the source of life. Who, who's, who's the source of life? When you're born, you have that body born in a fallen world, but he breathes life into you and you have the life of God inside of you. you. You don't have a wrong nature at that moment. But we're going to see in just a minute, the enemy likes to tempt you so that you are separated from God. You commit sin initially and, and you die spiritually. You're in darkness on the inside. So that when you see when a person is in that state and they see people that are living right, they're saying, I could never live right. I could never stop doing this. I could never stop doing that. Man, the word of God is too high of a standard for me. And what I want to say to people like that respectfully, they can't because they have a wrong nature outwardly and inwardly. And so no wonder why the word of God says, you must be born Again, born of the Spirit. John tells us that which is born of your flesh, you have a, uh, natural parents, you have a flesh body, is your flesh. That's what's, that which is born of the flesh is your flesh. That which is born of the Spirit, Holy Spirit, is your spirit. When you come, when, when you come to Jesus, God draws you to Jesus you don't need just forgiveness of what you just did. You need to become a whole new creation and have your sins remitted like it never existed before. Wiped out as, ever, as, as it never existed before. That's what remission means. But then when you become a Christian, you've got to fight on your hands. You're going to need to deal with your flesh all the rest of your life until... Uh, you're raptured or you're, you go on to be with the Lord, there's coming a day, this flesh did not get born again. I look the same. But something on the inside of me, the true man, who are you? I am a spirit. God told me so. I have a soul. And I live in this earth suit, my body. So I think it would be good for us to take care of this earth suit because I want to fulfill the length, the breadth, the depth, and the height of everything God called me to, and I believe you to, too. John 4, 24 says, 
God is a spirit. He is the source of life. He is the source of life. He's the source of life. He puts life inside when we're born when we're born and when we're born again. Yet he's invisible to mankind. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You know, services aren't just to capture your emotions to say, man, that's a really good praise team, and I can really enjoy that. Well, you're not just here just to enjoy that. You're here to enter in with your whole spirit saying, God, here I am to worship. Here I am to just honor you and praise you. And, and sing songs and, and worship you because you're worthy. Genesis 1.26 lets us know that God said, let us, here's the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, let us make man in our own image. So if we're made in the image of God, what image are we made in? God is a, God is a, and they that worship him must worship him in, and in truth. So right here, God was making us in his image and after his likeness, not physical, but spiritual, spiritual personality and moral likeness, God's nature. And let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and over the entire earth, and over everything that creeps and crawls on the earth. Fabian, come here. I can't turn off my marker. Yeah, just take it off and remove that thing. Maybe <laughs> hey, fix it. How about this down here? Oh, you turned it on. I did? Yeah. Huh? William, come here, fix this thing. Thank you. All right. Give, give Fabian and William almost a hand. All right. Okay, focus back right here. Here we go. So then God said, let us, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make man in our own image. We know that God's a spirit, John 4, and so we know that we are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in this earth suit called our body. There's an outward man. There's an inward man made in the likeness and image of God. Now, now don't, don't let your head tilt like, there's some people that'll, that'll misunderstand that scripture and say, I was made in the likeness of God, so I'm God. <laughs> no, you're not. 
Tell that person next to you, you're not God, that's for sure. That, that didn't go over too well. But um, no, but we're a child of God. We're born of God. We're born into the family of God, but I'm not God. There's, there's only one God. In the Trinity, there's one Father, one Son, one Holy Spirit, but I am a child of God. And then we need to find out because when we receive Christ, we need to find out uh, what, what our new identity is. Some people say, and I'll, I'll, I'll deal with this a little later, some people say, I'm into this lifestyle because I was born that way. I might as well address it right now. No, you weren't born a drunk or born a gospeler or born any way that people are saying they're born these days. No, what happened was your fallen flesh and your innocent spirit came into a fallen earth with a defeated devil with the flesh that you're going to have to keep under my body. Paul says, lest after I preach to many, I become shipwrecked myself. And what happens is when you're born into this earth, you're hearing these thoughts, and that's why parents, I'm so thankful you have your kids in church because you're, you're equipping them. There was a day when I was younger in my life, and there were thoughts coming at me of suicide, when I was young, just a young boy. And I was like, what is that? See, I thought, if we're not careful, I thought I was suicidal. But no, that was just a thought from the devil. And that's why we have to learn 2 Corinthians chapter 10, where it says you better cast down every imagination. The weapons of a warfare, they're not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down every imagination, capturing every thought that's not in alignment with the word of God. I am not that bad thought that just came to me. Devil, shut up and get that. I speak to that under my breath. That would be, that would be wise. Because I don't know if you want to, you know, on the job say, devil, I command you, wrong thought, get out of here. Now, that could make for a shorter line, though, if you're at the supermarket. Maybe, <laughs> but, but anyway, are you, are you getting me? But I was born this way. No, you were born into an earth with, a, with fallen nature outwardly. You are alive spiritually, and now the enemy sent a certain test towards you that if you don't cast it down, you could yield to a certain lifestyle or certain things of the flesh. And the devil's convincing. But I thank God we've got to get to know the truth like never before. We've got to get to the place where our recreated nature, our spirit man, is so built up and so strong through reading the word, doing the word, prayer, praise, all the different things we talk about. So that our spirit man, no matter what comes against us, whether it's our flesh or a temptation from a person, place, or thing, or thought, is I'm going to dominate today. My spirit dominates my flesh. I walk in the spirit so I don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And all of us that even have been born again, 
We have the life and nature of God on the inside of us, but then there's temptation out there. And if you're not built up, you could be sucked right into a prior lifestyle and get, just get sucked in there again. Again, I had two colleagues. They had a background of pornography and had a background of all kinds of stuff. And they, they truly turned on fire for God, born again, studied, and, and God called them into the ministry. And, and they, they studied all the things that I did, but they never did take time to develop their spirit. But they went to Bible school or so. I went to Bible school too, and today I have to win the battle of my mind. I cut out the roots of the very wrong thoughts that are contrary to the Word of God, and I move forward because I renew my mind on the Word of God. And before you think your sin is less than someone else's that were tested in some kind of lifestyle, don't judge them. Sin is sin. We need to have compassion on them. I, we welcome people that, that come in with, you know, uh, different lifestyles. Just put it like that. Is that okay, Hannah? Am I covering this pretty good? All right. Uh, she actually helped me with some thoughts on this sermon. <laughs> so I wasn't going to give her credit because it made me sound really smart. <laughs> but um, anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter what people are into. It matters meeting Jesus who when they receive him, they don't just get a forgiveness of sins. They become a whole new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. But now that you're a Christian, you don't just jump in and out of church. You get planted and rooted in the house that teaches the word. And now you learn that, man, I can control my thought life. I don't have to have these thoughts in my mind. Has anybody, is that liberating to anybody? Come on, wave your hand if that's you. The rest of you, you're saying yes. So um, God said, I can cast down every imagination so I can. When fear comes on our life, because we live in a fear-filled world, God did not give us that spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And we, literally, underneath your breath, you've got to do some business when, when you're not in places where you can express yourself. And the best thing you could say, uh, uh, you know, by a wrong thought in Jesus' name, I rebuke you, you get out of here. And there's all kinds of people today so bold. Proverbs tells us that their assignment is to try to find a Christian that they can, they can ruin their character. And then there's other assignments of, of certain people on this earth. They are assigned to ministers. So not only do they ruin their reputation, they impact a whole body of believers. You better watch what you say. God, give me more influence. Help me to help more people. God, give me more influence. The more influence you can do for good is, a more, is more influence you can do for bad. So we've got to make sure we stay on our character development. So we have an inward man and an outward man. 1 Peter chapter 3, 4 says... But let it be the hidden man. You don't see my spirit. You've never seen me. You've only seen the earth suit that I, I, I walk in. 
That's no wonder why at funerals we say earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. This earth suit's going back to the dust it was created from, but then your spirit man goes to one or two places eternally. If you are born again, you're going to heaven. There's a heaven to gain, there's a hell to shine. If you rejected Jesus, let me tell you something. Every person on the really on the face of this earth, all around the world, on the internet, there is a time that God proves that he is who he is to you. And he can even do it through nature in Romans chapter 1. Oh, I'm getting into some stuff. You got to come back. Oh, my goodness. I I really do because it will explain the world we live in. I mean, there, there are some pundits that try to answer questions of, of, of this people and group and all that. Say, but I was born that way, so what do you say to that? You weren't born that way. You were born into sin with a fallen body. You had a spirit that was alive unto God, but that's when temptation came to your life and came to your life and came to your life and all of a sudden you become aware of wrong and you do wrong. That's the age of accountability and that's the day you die spiritually. And that's when we must be born again. Romans 7 says, Paul was speaking here and said, but sin, finding occasion through the commandment or the word, the light, you know, the light of the word, produced in me all kinds of coveting. Because the Bible says don't covet. Your flesh wants to covet. For apart from the law, sin is dead. Verse 9, I need you to read that with me. Just the first few words, I was alive. I was alive on the inside of me until I learned what was wrong. And the word says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All of us were lit up in our spirit when we were born. Don't you tell me babies go to hell. Don't you tell me, what was the statement that there's a lady gave me this morning on Down syndrome? They, they label, they don't want to say retarded. They want to say people that are highly challenged. What is it? Intellectually disabled. They're so innocent. Now, Billy... He knew Jesus, my brother, Down syndrome brother. He loved to praise God. He, 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 he was a big personality around here, and he was promoted to heaven. I know we say promoted, but it sort of hurts our heart over a year ago, right? About two? Wow. Listen, when people have mental challenges like that, they're going to heaven, Now, when a person like you have a right mind and God says, I am who I am, and I'm proving that to you, then we all make a choice. 
But Paul said, you know what? I was alive when I didn't know it was wrong. I was alive apart from the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. Notice, Paul kept living on in the flesh. He said he died that day. It was his spirit, separated from God. Total darkness on the inside and a flesh on the outside. And that's when people, when people are in that state of being, God still proves to him or them or her that I am God. And then God, God reveals himself through creation. God reveals himself Man, I don't know about you, but before I got born again, when I truly, truly served God, he, I mean, I have to say, he was after me. Someone was praying for me. <laughs> you know, when, when our, thanking you all for bringing your kids to each category that grows up, they need to be equipped if, if they're going to go to college or, or technical school. Because when I went to college at Appalachian State University, we go up into the um, main place. I don't know what it's called. Um, yeah, that place. And, and there, was, there was all kinds of groups, all kinds of, of, of lifestyles, all kinds of stuff trying to recruit these, these freshmen who are just finding themselves out of the house and saying, I'm just going to be me and do life. I'm free. but realize they have a flesh. Think about it if your kids were talk to talk like this over the years, and they realize, wait a minute, I'm the spirit. I'm going to walk in the spirit so I don't fulfill the lust of the flesh that's trying to come at me right now. And I better associate with a good group, and I better identify with Christ because I look a whole lot better in Christ than I do outside of him. Is our spirit strong enough? I've seen people go on Facebook and all of a sudden, they saw an, you know, an old acquaintance, and all of a sudden, they friended each other. I'm talking about Christian people, too. And, and all of a sudden, they did coffee, and they're married, too. And, and all of a sudden, you know, I can't stand it when someone gets pregnant, and they said, I, how did this happen? I don't know how this happened. But I've seen people befriend someone on Facebook and it lead to fornication and adultery and messed marriages. I really wish I could be more positive today, but I think we just need to think about it. Billy would say, think about it, my brother. That's what he'd say. So Paul is referring to, he said, I was uh, alive once apart from knowing wrong. But when the commandment came, I was aware and I died because we've all sinned. 
So the age of accountability we've talked about is a point when a child becomes personally responsible for his or her actions before God, when we understand that sin is wrong and yet sin anyways. If you're entrenched in a lifestyle, or entrenched, you weren't born that way. You were not born that way. God made us. I mean, we're born into a fallen world, so there's many, you know, bad things that take place in this earth. But he can also take a life, no matter how messed up or no matter how they were born, and, and use that person for his glory. You should have seen my brother. You had to, here's, here's, here's how much of an evangelist he was. Every time he came, we said, hurry, hide all the material around here. Hide the material because if not, we're going to be cleaned out by Billy Coyne. I mean, he'll be in uh, uh, K&W, and all of a sudden there's a, you know, a, a round table full of police. I'm not, I'm, I, I would be like, man, I respect that table. <laughs> I'm acting right and I'm good. Billy gets up. He said, my brother, shot a church. Come, go around, hey, walk around, give them all out. Come on. We don't want to invite someone that, that could very possibly not be born again and very possibly who knows they could lose their life soon. Do we really believe in heaven? Do we really believe in hell? Do we really believe that we need to be born again? The Bible says you must be born again. Your flesh is birthed by flesh, but the spirit, that which is of the flesh is flesh. That which is of the spirit, Holy Spirit, is our spirit. Our fallen world is filled with all kinds of temptation. Your innocent spirit is stuck in a fallen flesh, which is not born again. And let me remind you of what flesh looks like in Galatians chapter 5. So you're going to have these types of temptation in your flesh. But before we finish this, and we'll stop right here today, is you're going to see what someone that's born again, what their nature's like. So you got a born-again spirit, nature of God just like him that can do the word, that can walk in integrity, that can. But then you're going to have that flesh to contend with until Jesus comes back. Listen, you probably had three thoughts since you've been in, in church today or something like, what's that? Where'd that come from? That was a bad thought. Or maybe when you, get, you got up to go to the restroom last night and you hit that corner of that heavy table, you, you then find out how sanctified you are. I hate that, don't you? All right, now the practices of sinful nature flesh, here it is. When you see sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, total irresponsibility, lack of self-control, idolatry, Sorcery, 
Hostility. What about strife? That's the flesh. Being tempted when you're in a marriage to another lady, that is flesh. What you see on the TV that's sort of generating your flesh, you cut that out, turn your head, give the changer to your wife, and let her change it. I, I say that a lot of times. But we, we absolutely do that in my house. You think you're watching a clean program, then all of a sudden, bang, whoa. Idolatry is the flesh. Lack of self-control is the flesh. By the way, did you know when you get saved, born again, you receive the fruit of self-control in your life, and you can develop self-control to the point where you say no to all the things you used to see as to. A strong spirit will sustain you in infirmities, but a weak and broken spirit, who can bear it? We can't afford not to have a strong spirit by feeding on his word, by praying, by being in, in assembly, by being in you know, a group of believers, by serving with like precious faith. Sorcery, hostility, strife. You know what's of the flesh? Jealousy. Jealousy. And guess what? You showing out with your anger, but I've got an Irish temper. You weren't born that way. Stop it. Disputes, dissect, dissect dissensions. I want to say division. You better not follow somebody starting something contrary to what you know in your heart and what is right. You get away from that even if it's your family members. I've seen some mean families, some mean families. What are you going to do? How much can you take of being around that mean spirit? Well, you're a light. You, you do your best, but you got to walk on your path. Pray for them. Dissensions, Factions that promote heresies. Did you know envy was a thing of the flesh? Did you know drunkenness, riotous behavior, and other things like these? Now, here's, here's, this is pretty strong now. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's the nature of the flesh. And then we tell you about, talk about the recreated spirit that's in you if you know Jesus and born again. But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of His presence within us is love. Unselfish concern for others. Is it all about you? Doesn't need to be. It's about others. Joy, inner peace, you know, patience. Not the ability to wait, but how we act while we're waiting. Not just waiting, but how you acting while you wait. Just about every line I was in, my wife and I, over, over these past few days, um, we got into the patience line. I said, don't worry about it, just relax, we're fine.
kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And, and here Galatians 5.16 says, If we will walk in our recreated spirit, our new, our hidden man of the heart, if we walk and, 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 and develop that inward man, we can walk in the spirit and we will not fulfill the lust of our flesh that you've contend with till Jesus comes back here. And I'm going to go a little bit deeper next Sunday. If you know people that aren't born again, it'd be a great time to bring them. My daughter was at a place the other day and she met a person, invited her to church. She came this morning. She went up in the prayer line. She said, I was going to go to another church today. But I was supposed to be here. She was specking it out <laughs> in case, uh, you know, she needed to know, can I bring my kids to this place? <laughs> well, you know it. We have a great children's ministry. Would you all stand, please? We all have to deal with the, the devil who is defeated, who is thrown out of heaven because he, he caused a church split in heaven and, and he drew a third of the angels with him. They're on this earth, but don't be afraid of them because Jesus spoiled principalities and powers, made them, made a show of them openly. And, and basically, he, he whipped the devil on his own home court or his own home field. And he took back the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And Jesus forwarded to us authority that we can rule and reign on this earth. You know, some people get concerned about the Great Commission Scripture that says, and we will cast out devils. Well, how, about, how about just casting down wrong thoughts out of your mind that came from a wrong source? So we're really doing it, if we're aware of this, we're, we're doing it more than we think. Bow, bow with me in prayer, if you would. I want to I just give an opportunity for those who are here today and say, I've never heard uh, a, sub, a, a topic on being born again. I, I didn't know all these things. Now I know that, uh, man, my, my life is a mess because I, I, uh, I'm not born again. I know there's been people that have looked at my family and, and the way we act and the way we live and the way we conduct ourselves and said, I could never live that kind of lifestyle. And in the back of my mind, I say, you couldn't because your nature's wrong. You need to be born again. Receive that life and nature of God. So in an attitude of prayer, if you are here today, and we're just going to pray a general prayer. And uh, our prayer work, prayer guys, I want you to get up here. And, and if you've never been born again, not just forgiven, being born again is for the world. That's where you receive a whole new creation. That's where all your sins are remitted. But then when we're saved, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So thank God for forgiveness once we're saved. If you're here today, and you, well, I know you're here, uh, if, if this is drawing you, if this means something to you today, 
And I'm gonna pray for those who will respond today, uh, those who want to be born again. And if you'll just lift your hand, say, Pastor Coyne, please include me in that prayer. Everybody else just have a private moment. If you bow your head, please. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Okay. Never heard this before. Yeah, I didn't either. And that's that. this is why I turned on fire for God, because I realized with God's help, born again, I can win in life. I'm heaven bound. I'm alive unto God. I'm not sure how many other hands were raised, but I want to lead you in this prayer. We're all going to pray it with you. Say this with God. Come on, say it with me. God, I believe Jesus is your son. I believe he lived a sinless life. I believe he was separated from you because of my sins. But I also believe on the third day when justice was met, you raised him from the dead. Jesus, all life is in you. And your word says, I must be born again. So today I ask you, Jesus, I repent for my old life. I'm sorry for my old life. I'm turning to you. Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you as my Savior. I receive you as my Lord. I receive being born again by the Holy Spirit. Oh, God, thank you. We all need to thank God that we're born again. Those of you who are, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for making us whole new creations. In the name of Jesus, amen.